one, uh, remember mom and dad. Um, mom's positive for COVID uh, and uh, dad is negative, but uh, he's kind of got his days and nights crossed up. And so he sleeps all day and he's awake all night and uh, that, that's rough on mom. So y'all remember them. And remember me and Linda, um, therapy's going great. Um, yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm still I've still got a whole muscle group that, that uh, is still unconnected from my brain and, and um, but I, I, I dreamed this week that uh, I woke up one morning and just got out of bed and um, and so you know I, I have heard other people say that they dreamed the same thing and, and so Hopefully, uh, all our dreams will come true Amen. in the next few months. So, y'all, but I, I still desire the church's prayers. Amen. Yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Well, let's go with Lord Prayer. And, uh, Brother Kenneth, you don't mind, will you pray for us, please? Heavenly Father, just lift up all these prayer requests to you this morning. Thank you for warm weather this time of year. Just give the pastor the word to say and thank you for this worship music. And we just lift up you and your son who Jesus Christ is right. Amen. 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 Let's look at one right here. And great is our faithfulness. Uh, look at page 139. 139. Yeah, Bo, Bo, you know, uh, tell them you know, you, we're going to get out of bed one day. Yeah, and you know we made a course. You know we're gonna stand on that faith and great as I say.
hand that provides. Yes. Great is our faithfulness, Lord, unto me. As long as we stay faithful, God's going to give us what we need. Sure. No matter what. He's going to get you out of that chair. Man. That faith, faith in Him is going to do that. Anybody have anything else before Brother Roger comes and brings her to hopes on this one? Is Vanessa sick? She's still coughing and uh, she's a lot better, but she's still coughing and, and stuff. But uh, it, she, she, maybe in a few days she'll be. Uh, she can whistle very well. She's she improved a lot of that. I was at the barn, I heard her and, and, and she was whistling. She's wanting me to come and eat lunch, so she, she got a good whistler. <laughs> I'm going to suggest, suggest you get a dishpan and wood and paint. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, Chris. We better rob you come and bring her a book. Yeah, I edit that, brother. I edit Y'all, it's really good to be back um, up here. I, uh, I've never desired a, um, a position to stand in front of people and talk. It still scares me to death, but after you've been out a couple of Sundays uh, and then you feel like coming back, it just good makes man. you feel great. And look, look out across and see the, the faces that I've missed so much. And Brother Chris, thank you so much for filling in on a real short notice. I, uh, I listened to the podcast and it was a, a wonderful devotion and I appreciate I appreciate that. It's uh, it's, it's great to have a, a church where you got some people that can just step up when they when sure. it's necessary to do what's uh, do what's necessary. Uh, before I start, I'm gonna I'll make a little announcement here. Uh, Sister Pam, you feel free to jump right in. Um, uh, our little uh, home missions group. Uh, it's kind of taken a little project here for the last couple of years to try to help the families at the Ronald McDonald House at the Children's Hospital. Uh, you know, a lot of times when, when a family ends up at uh, a place like that, uh, they've ridden in in an ambulance or they've rushed in and they didn't have time to pack anything to go with them. So they arrive with the clothes on their back and um, sometimes they have to stay several days. and. Uh, Sister Pam has come up with this little plan here. It's, it's little hearts, and they'll, they'll have something on them like uh, men and women's deodorant or, you know, things like that, toothpaste and stuff. And uh, she's going to have uh, something here next week uh, where we can pull these little cards and, and we can help provide things for these people. We'll, we'll get, you know, whatever, whatever our card says, whatever our heart says. Um, and and uh, we're going to have a basket back here. And is it Thanksgiving? I mean, is it uh, Valentine's Day? Yeah, we're going to try to have put together by Valentine's Day. So just keep that in mind next week. You know, little things can really mean a lot if you if you don't have a toothbrush and toothpaste. Um, if someone could just hand you one, it'd make your day a whole lot better um, to be able just to freshen up. So keep that in mind and. Um, um, you know, as we start a, a new year, uh, I'm not one for resolutions. I, I know that that's just, uh, a, you know, two, three months down the road, that's just be another thing to drag me down because I failed. 
But um, I have resolved this year to try to have a, an attitude that people will see something in me that they want. And that's not too hard to do. You just got to get yourself out of the way. Uh, and uh, I, I, I guess what brought it to light was um, one day at work last week, I was working uh, on an end cap at Walmart, taking the old display down and getting ready to put a new one up. And this uh, elderly man and woman came by and, and asked me where something was, and I told him. And uh, he said, uh, well, you have a blessed day. And I said, well, I already have a blessed day. I said, I was able to wake up to the sunlight of a new day, <clears throat> feeling pretty good, and, and, you know, I said, the Lord just blessed me. Well, that man lit up, and he started talking, and he said, you just made my day, too. And we just kind of had a little revival right there in the back aisle. <laughs> um, but what I, I said that to say this. You know, if my response would have been, okay, you could, you know, just, he would have walked off, and, and neither one of us would have gotten that out of it. Our, our attitudes and our response to things makes a big difference in the way uh, people perceive us as, as Christians. And, uh, and I believe that, that that type connection that we had confirmed to me that he was a Christian man because we connected at the heart. Uh, and, and he was just uh, he was just a joy and a delight to be around there for a couple of minutes. And of course, he went on his way, and I went on my way, and and uh, had a pretty good day after that. And I, I, I'm I'm hopeful that he did too. But uh, he told me about his little church over in Western Coleman County. He said we have about 25 or 30 that are pretty regular. And I said, well, you know, we're a little bit bigger than that now. And we were a couple of years ago, though. And he said, well. You've been blessed if you're growing, and I said, we sure, sure have. And we just had a little conversation there, and that's the kind of thing you can do to help your day and help someone else's day. Uh, just a smile, just a, a pleasant comment, uh, an encouraging um, word or, or, or gesture to them. And, you know, I got to thinking there's so many things that, that um, get us down that, that I've tried this year uh, try not to uh, to do. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I'll just say, well, I've got so much to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. How I'm going to get it done. And just, you know, just start my day out like that on a negative note. When I should be saying something like, uh, thank you, Lord, I can still do something. If I can't get it all done today, it'll be there tomorrow. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, i got to get up and go to work again today. i got to get up and go and I'd rather not, but, but you know, to be thankful to the Lord that I'm able to go to work. There's so many people that would, you know, so many people out there that would love to be able to do what I do and get up and go do something. And, and you know, I've got, I've got to mow that grass again. Well, thank you, Lord, I've got a lawn to mow. You know, I've got something there. Um, boy, that old car sure is dirty. Well, thank you, Lord, I've got a way to go. You know, if you just look at things, little things like that, it's Sunday morning, I sure am tired. I could, I could lay in bed. Well, thank you, Lord, I've got desire to go over to Liberty Hill and see my friends, my brothers and sisters in Christ, hear these wonderful songs. And by the way, I, that was, I didn't know you played. Thank you. That was wonderful. It sure was. Um, you know, it's, uh, uh, there's just 
every little thing in life, we can make it something big. Right. And we can make it a negative thing. Um, you know, I, 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 I just don't feel too good today. Well, thank you, Lord, you woke me up anyway. Uh, sunlight, breath. So as we go through, as, as I go through this year, I'm going to try to stay further away from those negative things. You know, if I, something comes up, look at it in a positive light. I'll do what I can to get that done. And if I don't finish it, well, so be it. We'll, we'll work on it again another day when, when uh, it's time to do that. Or, um, you know, if I see opportunity to help somebody, I want to try to help more people this year and be a light under them uh, that, that um, um, the things that that can get us down, let's just get them behind us. Put them behind us and go forward. You know, it's it's all the things that um, that uh, the world throws at us is what it is. And um, we've got some scripture that says, "These things I've spoken to you that it, that in um, me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world." If we walk with Him on a daily basis, if we go to bed praying and we wake up thanking Him for waking us up, and we start that day uh, walking with Him, He's overcome all these things that we're going to face. And, and through Him, He can help us to do the same. Amen. Um, anyone got anything you'd like to say this morning? A praise report or something that, that you'd just like to share with us? we got time. If not, then we'll uh, we'll go ahead and take our classes at this time. She was offering to teach. No. Oh. <laughs> it's worth a try. Everyone have a handout. We're gonna be studying out of oh good morning everyone. I'm sorry. I'm 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 biting at the bit this morning to get started. Uh, we'll be starting in Acts chapter 6, but I want to make one thing clear before we start. This second page of the handout, I am not an artist and neither do I play one on television. Okay, so if anybody wants to volunteer to do my artwork from now on, I'll be glad to let you. Okay. You know what a word before we get started this morning? Acts chapter 6. I hope the last two Sundays hadn't bored you too badly. It, it, I believe it'll get better here on out if it has. Um, what we want to study today is a definition and then 
maybe a way you've never looked at the church, the way it was uh, structured. But Acts chapter 6, Marilyn's going to read the first four verses for us. Oh, I'm sorry. Caught you without them, didn't I? Yeah. And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews, because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look you out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And that's kind of the scripture we're going to start with as we look into this. But what I want to talk about first, um, the old saying back to Genesis, um, to build a little background, creation in Genesis, for those that was here when we studied it recently, is all about the number three. I gave a few examples here, basic things that, that, this, that, that our existence is. I mean, our basic matter, we say, is the atom, right? And it's made up of three things. Protons, electrons, and neutrons. Three states of matter. Solid, liquid, gas. The earth, uh, land, water, and air, or the atmosphere. Time, the basic fundamental of time. There's only three types of time, past, present, and future. Dimensions. Height, depth, width. Uh, the vertical plane. You got up, you got level, you got down. The horizontal plane. You got left, center, and right. Just a few examples of three being so key in God's creation of the world. Anybody else one on top of your head? Why do we think God did that? Well, I'm not an artist, I promise, but I think the little triangle below explains that. Uh, what we call the Trinity, I believe Paul called it the Godhead. Three persons, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three, three, these three. Oh, in, they're indivisible, but yet separate which is an impossibility to us, but it's easy for God. But I think that's why threes were so important in creation. The pattern was the Trinity. Now, when I say that, I always have to throw this in for good measure if you look on the back of the page. And this has nothing to do with the lesson. I'm just throwing it out there. So if somebody says our country wasn't founded on Christian values, look at our government. How many branches? What a coincidence. Three. Okay? But now, that scripture we read, the church is set up the very same way with three entities. And we just read over all three of them. We had the multitude, or, or as we'd say, the church family, the church body. There were the uh, ministers, or, or the pastors to become the apostles. And in here they're about to set aside some men to be deacons. 
there's your three in that triangle. You have a church family or church body, however you want to look at. You have a pastor, and then you have the deacons. Now, there's one difference in this from the rest of them, and that's the triangle. If you'll notice, it's turned upside down. And the reason is because deacons the servant of the other two, okay? We'll get on into that, but that's why it's upside down. But I want to talk just a few minutes about these three points of the triangle. And if you promise to forgive me for my drawing, I want you to look at my drawing on the next page. We've got a highway going down the road, and there's three cars that's pulling. Those are cars at the top. You couldn't figure that out from my drawing, okay? The deacons are driving one car, church body's driving the middle car, and the pastor's driving the car on the right. And they're pulling the load. Now, as long as three things happen, the load will get pulled just fine. Number one, each of the three pulls their weight. If one of them stops pulling, we're going to veer, aren't we? The second one, well, let me just stop there a second. To pull their weight. You know, each one has its own responsibilities. We're going to talk about that in a minute. So let me just wait. We'll get to that in a minute. The second point I make about this is each of the three has to stay in their lane. I have no business as a deacon telling the pastor what to preach. The pastor has no business telling the deacons what to do, the church family. Each one has to stay in their lane. And finally, it takes all three pulling. And I guess because of my being clerk for the association, my name and phone number has gotten out throughout the state. And I'm already getting phone calls from places wanting lists. Well, here's how they'll put it. We need a list of your ministers in your association that aren't pastoring because our pastor's gotten old and he's retired and we don't know anybody. And I want to scream, what have your deacons been doing for the last 20 years? Now, apparently not paying any attention to the upcoming need. Now, how would Sundays be if the pastor never preached? What a hole that would leave. So, each one has to pull their weight. Each one has to stay in their lane. But it takes all three to function properly. I see in a lot of churches, there's no deacons now. And it won't work that way. It just won't work that way. Uh, you have a congregation and a pastor. Anybody comment? Let me stop. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking too far ahead and rambling. Somebody comment, please. If you don't tell me I'm wrong, that's okay too. Anybody? I like your drawing. Oh, well, thank you. That's because you're married to me, though. <laughs> yeah. It was those dark wheels. I should have did white kelp or white, what are they, white walls. Yeah. And if everybody 
stays in their lane and does what they're supposed to do, everything will go just fine. Mm -hmm. But you have that, that one car pulling over, telling the preacher what to preach, or mm -hmm. telling the deacons they ought to be doing less and so, you're, you're going to have a crash. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna be as effective. Not gonna end well. Yeah, not gonna end well. Now that's not to say if, if the pastor or the congregation sees a need that the deacons aren't aware. Of. Oh, of course not. Sure. Bring it to us. Yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. Yeah, we're not. We're not capsule and not approachable. Yeah. Uh, we we need information that's uh, that that needs action. Yeah. And I guess I should put a disclaimer. I did tell a pastor one Sunday what to preach about. I, I got to admit it. I was coming off my back surgery and I told Brother Kyle, I need you to preach about 15 minutes today because my back is already hurting. But that's the only time I've ever told my pastor what to preach about. It was about 15 minutes. Did he pay attention? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> we had some people come out last one time. They were talking about their church. And the pastor at the time, they couldn't get rid of them. Mm -hmm. He was telling them mm -hmm. what to do, how to spend their money, and everything, and the church eventually. Mm -hmm. I think that exactly. Yeah. 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 It really is, yeah. When he's out of his lane, I'll put it that way. Brother, Brother Michael, you're in a church where where there's order and and uh, and, and and everybody knows their job, mm -hmm. knows uh, to try to stay in their lane. Um, don't ever take that for granted that all churches are like that. Um, what Blenda made reference to, it blew my mind because, thank the Lord, I've always been involved with churches that that are, are pretty doctrinally sound mm -hmm. and, 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 and know, know their lanes. But uh, the instance she's talking about went through this community like wildfire and, and people, and I was hearing a lot more than I wanted to hear, but Sadly, it was all true, uh, and and they said we don't know what to do. We can't get rid of him, but but he's he's ruling the church, mm -hmm. and and he's telling us what we're going to do and not do, and and said um, and this is what blew my mind. <clears throat> One of them said we're afraid he'll bring a lawsuit against the church, and. I almost cried. I, you know, to think that we, that a church, and this was a church that was at one time very doctrinally sound. And, and um, of course, I made a small remark. I said, simple, you have a vote, move in second, get rid of him, everybody votes, and he's gone. Yep. You know? Uh, but it wasn't that simple to them. Mm -hmm. and it, it, uh, it, be thankful when you're, when you're in a church that has some order and follows gospel steps and, and it's by the it's not it's not an order set up by man it's all by the leadership of the good lord amen yeah. and uh and, and 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 i will i will always appreciate and, and be thankful for a church yeah. 
And, and is each of these points of the triangle answer to each other somewhat? Who do they all answer to? God. The Lord Jesus Christ. If anybody ever asks you who's the head of your church, Amen. the Lord's head of the church. Yes, ma'am. There was something else. Um, there was a matter of uh, Jesus and the Emphasize that point as we will read in that scriptures if we get to it today. Who has the ultimate authority in a church of these three? The church family. Yeah. Because there's, if there were seven deacons and one pastor, there's a whole lot more of the body. You can vote anything you want to do. You can get rid of all of us. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It remains in the hands of the body. Okay. Let me read our. Official definition of a church out of our 18 articles of faith. Um, you can just listen along if you if you want to have if you have a copy. It's number 13. And we, as Missionary Baptists, okay, let's specify that. We believe that a visible Church of Christ is a congregation of baptized believers. We do require baptism in your life to be a member of the church. And baptism comes after you're saved. Uh, if you're baptized as an infant, you got, you got wet, but you didn't get baptized. And that's the way we see that. We're associated by covenant in the faith and fellowship of the gospel, absor absorbing, wow, observing the ordinances of Christ. And they are Baptism in the Lord's Supper. Baptism in the Lord's Supper, governed by His laws, and exercising, and I love this part, the gifts, the rights, and privileges invested in them by His Word. There's some privileges being a church member. You know that? That it's only scriptural offices, uh, or bishops, what they used to be called, now called pastors, and deacons. That's the only two ordained offices, pastor and a deacon, whose qualifications, claims, and duties are defined in the epistles to Timothy and Titus. So that's the official definition of a missionary Baptist church, okay? 
And what sometimes we don't think about the privileges, the rights, the privileges, and the gifts by being a church member. What a privilege it is to walk with the church. Yeah, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. Anyone on that? Well, let's take just a second, and I'll definitely use some help on this. <coughs> what are some of the duties? Let's take all three positions, or all three titles. What are some of the duties of the church body? And I'll give the most obvious one, to be here. To be here. Prayer. Attendance. Prayer. Financial support. Financial support. And... Uh, I know that can be touchy, but I always go to what Paul said when one of the churches contributed. He said they gave as they were able. And that's exactly what's required of us, to give as we're able. Yeah. But we have, we have a light bill. No. There's things that has to be paid for. But yeah, financial support. I'll throw out physical support. If we have a, like a work day up here to, to help out. Something else. A duty of a church member, which we're all church members. These get all of us. Sure. I'll say a selfish one, to, to help the song director. To help the song director. Just take and serve. Yeah. And we'll take that a step further, to be ready to go when the service starts. Yeah. Bring something to the table. <laughs> yeah. Don't make the song director have to start the first verse again. Are y'all awake back there? You know? Yeah. Yeah, to be... To have our motor running when we get here, if I can put it that way. Our spiritual motor to have it running. Somebody else. Prayer. Prayer. Yes. Yes. Prayer. Service of each other. Ma'am? Service of each other. Service of each other. Sure. We're a family. Study the Word. Study the Word for ourselves. That's how you really know it when you read it and grasp it yourself. Yeah. Not just because somebody else said so, like me. Somebody else. The church covenant says, well, we will religiously educate our children. Oh, yeah, there's, there's, that was the first thing. I, we're in covenant. Yeah, there, there's a whole list of things there. Yeah. But that's kind of hitting the highlights this morning. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anybody else? When Mike Ryle saw it. A sign, and it was inside the church on the walls somewhere where I preached years ago. And uh, it said, if every church member was just like me, what kind of church would this church be? Uh, and uh, I, I looked at that, and I got to thinking, and boy, that would get your attention. Really weird. Um, some people don't want to commit. Yeah. Some just don't want to commit. Yeah. Um, well, that's the reason today you got a lot of folks that won't get married because, and I've heard some say, I just don't want to commit. I like what comes with living with somebody, but I don't want to commit. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people today that don't want to commit to the church. And I'm not being ugly, it's in every church. Yeah. Just um, it's, it's let them do it, let them make the decisions, and I'll, uh, I'll sit on the sidelines and cheer. Sometimes we won't cheat. Yeah. The way to really understand and enjoy church is the old Jimmy Dean saying, go in whole hog. Right? Yeah. 
jump in with both feet. Yeah, that's to really, then you understand the rights and the privileges and the gifts. Yeah, yeah. Someone else. You gotta be willing to give. Um, you know, bring, like you said, bring something to the table and I'll add other than a fork and a plate. Bring something. Don't just come taking all the time. Bring something and you'll become a part of it and, and it'll be special. You know, if, uh, uh, I think there's something special about a garden. If you go out there and you plant your garden, it comes up and you don't work in it, you're not going to be able to find those peas by August. They're going to be covered up with grass. But if you commit to that garden and you, you go out there and you hoe it and you keep the grass out of it and you fertilize it when you're supposed to and you put some seven dust on it when the, when the beetles get on it from August, you'll be proud of the harvest you got. So if we work in a church and we, and we water and we fertilize and we, and we hoe and keep things straight and clean, come harvest time, we'll be proud of it. And there will be a harvest. And I'll make one more comment on this. Um, I don't know if you've studied a lot of World War II, but when they made it into Normandy and into France, one of the obstacles they ran into was all the hedges. There were hedges everywhere. Well, I'm thankful that in the church, the church has a hedge around me. Has a hedge around me that makes it harder for evil to get to me. Sure. Yeah. That hedge that's around the church family. Yeah. Anyone else? All right, let's pick on our pastor a few minutes. I said, the, the Lord is the, in charge of the church. He's above the church. He's the good shepherd. The pastor, I think the word that's used is the under-shepherd. He has a duty of shepherding the church, but he's not the head shepherd. But I really only know of two things we require of our pastor. Moderate the service. To be our moderator in conference or if anything comes up, we, we ask him, we require him to moderate those things. And what's the other one? Preach the word. Preach the word. And I don't know of a third one. I, I don't, huh? Well, we have to give him permission to do that. That's true. He doesn't have to do it. Yeah. yeah. What would we do if he did? We'd vote to have somebody, we'd, somebody ordained to do it. <laughs> he ain't going to hinder us. We'd get along without him in it. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? He has to eat lunch on He does? Okay. All right. All right. I don't think that's ever a problem. All right. But I don't know if you've noticed here, but something... What's it time for when we turn the service to the pastor? It's time for the message. We don't ask him to take up the offering. We don't ask him to welcome people. That's not his responsibility. When we give... When, when Brother Wayne turns the service to our pastor... It's time for him to preach. Yeah. 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 But ours does so much more. Oh, sure. I think Terry used the phrase one time, a pastor that's worth his salt will do a whole lot more. 
I agree with that completely. You have to remember, he is a body. He, he's a member of the body also. He is sure. He's he's of those things we mentioned earlier. He's responsible for every one of them. But if you put it down on paper, really, those two things is what we ask of a pastor. But yeah, a good pastor does so much more. I, I realize that. Brother Michael, the, uh, you know, when we have times of need in our family, mm -hmm. we want to see the pastor. Sure, of course. But we, we might not think so much about that if the rest of us did what we need to do. Yes. Because the pastors, that that's not his job. No. We want to see him come. But that's not his job. You are correct. And, um, and it never should be at the sacrifice of being able to prepare for a message on Sunday and all that. That was the problem right here. Yes, yes. They were having to do to sacrifice their time. Mm -hmm. And so um, we, um, we do have that responsibility. Yeah. Would not be fair to him to ask him to preach on Sunday when we've run him all over the world Monday through Saturday. Right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Brother Chris. <coughs> Someone else? Michael, you can almost see this in these four verses that Sister Marilyn read. You can, you can almost see like a business that's growing. Mm -hmm. um, how many... How many businesses that are major, large corporations now started off as a, a little mom-and-pop operation and they found out that because they, the business was growing, that unless they hired people to help out, uh, they, couldn't, they couldn't maintain what they, what they were doing. They, even somebody is doing something as simple as uh, growing honeybees, if they get in it in a big way, you've got to have more than one person to, to do that. And not comparing the church to a business, but at this time, this is what they were facing. They were trying to take care of all of these needs, and they found out that we're stretched beyond our, our limits. Mm -hmm. Maybe else. Sure, yeah. Okay, now we can pick on us deacons, all right? Y'all can have at me. And Brother Bo, Brother Roger, Brother Wayne, Brother Don, y'all pick on us now. I think the best phrase comes out of that second verse that I read where the apostles said, that it, or the twelve said, it is not reason that we should leave the Word of God and serve tables. So what's the job of a deacon? He's a table server. He serves tables. And I came up with four tables. Number one, the church family's table. Our duty is to serve the church family in whatever need that is. Now, I, I said comical before, uh, and, and, it's, and, and never have to be asked and never expect to thank you. It's our job. I remember back when we had the old thermostat and uh, Brother Robert would come over and turn the heat on and I said, you know, all the years I've been here, I never heard anybody tell Brother Robert the temperature was perfect today. No. What would he hear? It was too hot. It was too cold. That's the life of a deacon. He's a servant. Or both at the same time. Or both at the same time. This side and this side. Or these two sitting right here, me and my wife. She's hot, I'm cold. Yeah. 
But a deacon's responsibility first is to serve the church's table, whatever is needed. But it's to serve, not to rule. We have our deacons meeting and we come out into our business meeting and we make recommendations. Church can do whatever she wants to do. She can vote down anything we suggest. Um, I told my son one time, he was helping me over church, and I said, the best work a deacon does is that nobody ever knows. Nobody ever knows because he knows. Yes. Yeah, we serve him. We serve the church, but in essence, we're serving Christ. Yeah. We serve the table of the poor, as was mentioned earlier. A need in the community, a need in the church. Here at this particular church, the church has given the deacons the authority. Uh, we can write a check up to a certain amount right on the spot without the church's approval. So we can do it quickly and help them. They need it then. They don't need to wait till the next conference. And the church has given us that, that authority to do that. But it could be taken away if we abused it by the family of the church. Anyone on those two so far? This table, the Lord's Supper, uh, we feel like that should be handled by the ordained, by the deacons. Uh, the deacons or their wife makes the unleavened bread, and we do not go buy our wine. We make it ourselves. And we just, the, the ordained distributes it. We, we don't feel like that's something to be given to a child or just casually done. We feel like that's important. That's one of the tables we serve, okay? And then, I have to brag on my wife. She's got that unleavened bread down back. It's not easy, is it? <laughs> Keeping that sucker. <laughs> yeah. And lastly, we serve the pastor's table. Um, I've always used this phrase. I think one of the jobs of a deacon is that the pastor is never surprised. He's never surprised by anything. Um, we serve as a buffer for the pastor. One of the greatest compliments, I'll share this with you, that I ever heard, and this was, I can't remember how many pastors back it goes, but we'd called a man to be our pastor, and a pastor before him called him. I'm getting that right. An older pastor called the man we'd called to be our pastor, and he said, Pastor, let me tell you what you're getting into, which I'm sure scared him to death. But he said, your deacons would take a bullet for you and you'd never know it. And that made me feel so good to hear that. Yeah, we're a buffer for him. Yeah. And, and I have no higher respect than I do for a pastor, a man that preaches the word and feels his position. But as a deacon, I hold him accountable for what he preaches. If he gets really, really out of the book, I'm to call his hand on it. There's that close bind that I have, but yet there's, a, there's a little bit of an independence there to, be, to make his preaching accountable to the book. Yeah, it's kind of a unique situation. Like I say, I love Brother Steve to death, but, but I, he has to be accountable with his doctrine to the deacons. Yeah. Huh, that's a quick one on that. Anybody comment on that? 
Now, say again, deacons do not run the church. No way. We're the servants. But let me tell you, he pays really well. The church pays really well. Amen. It's not dollars. Yeah. We're past time. I'm sorry. Anyone a word? I hope you've got something out of this. Next Sunday, we will get into chapter 6 and also the, the qualifications. Uh, for Sunday, we'll go over the uh, ordinational process and how that goes, okay? Well, I appreciate your help, guys.